0: Miami-Dade County is partnering with you to help keep our community safe from COVID-19 now and in the future. Do your part by getting your booster, staying home if you're sick, and getting tested if you think you have symptoms. We'll keep doing our part to protect our children's education and ensure testing, vaccines, and boosters are available for all so that our entire community continues to thrive. It's our best plan. For more information, visit miamidade.gov coronavirus.
1: Baseball edition of the Behind the U podcast, and uh, we're joined by a legend, John Jay. John, thanks for uh, coming on and talking, talking about your story and getting to the U.
2: Well, thanks, thanks for having me. Uh, you know, uh, you guys, you guys have had some unbelievable guests, so I'm I'm happy to be part of this tradition. It's awesome. All
1: right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna help you out here. So you're wearing a shirt. I, I mean, you're wearing a shirt here. B O A T. Tell me what it stands for. And I know we're we're sort of organic and grassroots, but my, there's no better place to uh to uh plant your, plant yourself than uh with people that support the university of miami
2: yeah it's cool so uh, a buddy of mine andrew lane um he was part of uh, boat attire for a long time and actually joined the joined the group and it's been fun we were able to do this kind of a honoring um, um collaboration with uh, atomic a local um, artist here in, in miami so uh it's a boat it's a uh, best of all time and um so we're we're looking forward to getting more product out there, and um, this was one of the first collabs we were able to do, and you know, kind of incorporate the, the orange on uh, the O, and it's just something that we're having fun with, and, and now now have a little bit more time, so I look forward to um, you know getting this out there. So good, good, good. By the way, good product placement by you. Good job by you. Working the
1: marketing yeah. angle.
2: Botatire.com. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. So we're going to talk about obviously getting the U.M. and all your time there and stuff, but obviously you just retired. So first and foremost, congratulations on a great career. You said something, though, that was really intriguing to me, which is you said it's surreal that you played that long in the, in the majors. Why did you say that?
2: Or why did you feel that? I mean, honestly, um, you know, my, my dream was to go to the University of Miami. and We'll get into that more. But yeah, I, I always took things, you know, one day at a time and lived in the moment and in the presence. And, uh, you know, growing up in Miami, I, I grew up around so many talented players and you know, I always had a dream of, of playing Major League Baseball, but, you know, it wasn't one of those, like, you know, make or break me type of things. And and for me, really, everything, my whole dream was to play at the University of Miami. So, you know, being able to spend, you know, the last 15 years of my life in professional baseball, 11 in the in the big leagues, it's just been an experience that was, like I said, it's surreal to me. You know, um, the people I got to meet, the players I got to play with, uh, traveling around the world. Um, I mean, it took me to so many unbelievable places that I still think about you know, every single day I wake up, I'm like, wow, this is, I can't believe this is the life I, I really live. So why do you think you stuck so long? Why do you think you uh, made th- it? I think uh, the biggest thing is work ethic. Work ethic, um, it'll make or break you. And I think that goes for any profession. And that's something that was instilled in me since I was a kid, you know, for my grandparents, you know, um, they were, they immigrated to this country from Cuba with, with a strong work ethic and I had to start all over. And, and I saw that. I saw that firsthand as a kid growing up. I remember growing up, if, uh, if there was in school, You know, I'd have to go work on my grandfather at five in the morning, and you know, fixing air conditioning. uh, You know, handy man, just doing whatever it took to put food on the table. So, for me, that's kind of where I got that work ethic, and and I saw that and and just really tried to apply myself in school. And you know, that it's like I tell kids, you know, if you don't get good grades, you're not going to be eligible to play sports. So, so that kind of started with that with school, and I I took school seriously, and it gave me the opportunity, like I said, to live my dream and go go to UN.
1: So, uh, Bruce Bochy uh, said you had basically said you did everything. Well, uh, bunt, can't shift them. Doesn't strike out, plays all the outfield positions, runs the bases well. Is there any, any one of those things or anything he didn't mention that you took the most pride in or something that you really, really valued in your game?
2: I think it's something that's not measurable. It's intangible. It's just, you know, the teammate aspect aspect of it, you know, coworker aspect of it and, and just really trying to help individuals. I think that's something that, you know, I took a lot of pride in and, you know, like you said, it's surreal for me to look back and, and look at my career and, and all that. And But it starts with the village of people I had to, behind me that, that were helping me every step of the way. You know? I, I didn't get to this point by myself, and, and I understood that. So I always tried to to do that for others, and I think that's something that I took a lot of pride in. And, you know, it's something, like I said, it's not measurable. It's not a, there's not a tool for that. There's not analytics for that, like like we say nowadays, and that's something that I took a lot of pride in.
1: All right, a couple more things, and then we'll get into the the, 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 the real reason why you're here. But speaking of analytics... Tony LaRussa said, "The way the game is gone, the way analytics has taken over the game, a guy like you may not be. May, there may not be a place
2: for you in the future. The way analytics
1: uh, looks at the game, what do you, what do you make of that?"
2: I absolutely agree with him, and I think I saw that uh, in the latter part of my career, and it was, um, you know, always looking at you know sprint speed and, and just all these different things that, that are going to happen. It's like. You know, it's um, things that, you know, you can't measure. Like we just talked about work ethic, um, your heart, you know, how are you going to handle getting out there in front of 45,000 people? There's nothing that you can, that can measure that. And, you know, um, we've gone, we've shifted a lot into analytics and, and I truly, I believe, you know, what he's saying. I think, um, I think I played in the perfect era for myself. You know? <laughs> I was able to take advantage of that and I was able to, you know, sneak the 10 years in and, and, and then get out, um, you know, on my terms, which is amazing. So yeah, I think it's shifting, but I, I, I also do think that, um, we'll, we'll see a shit back. I think it's like anything, you know, everything goes in waves and, and I think we'll, we'll start seeing that kind of, you know, quote unquote, old school baseball where, you know, moving the guy over doing the little things to win. And, and that's what you see in the playoffs. And that's why the playoffs are amazing. You see the team that wins, they do the little things right. And, and that's what, you know, that's what it's all about.
1: So John, you mentioned your whole dream was going to Miami, university of Miami playing baseball. Why, why was that the dream?
2: Yeah, I mean, I was introduced to to the University of Miami at an early age. You know, if we look back in time, there wasn't a baseball team here uh, until 1993 when the when the Marlins opened up here. So you know, Canes baseball was, was amazing. It was everything. I used to go to Ron Fraser camps when the field was turf in the summer. I have pictures of all that. So I just fell in love with the University of Miami. Um, it's funny. I have pictures of, since I was a kid with with UM gear. I actually have a really cool picture of me wearing a bandana, a UM bandana from back in the days. And it's like I, I'm still trying to look for that bandana now, but. I just fell in love with the school and that was my dream. That's, that's all I wanted to do. I, I attended games at the Orange Bowl growing up and it was just uh you know, I fell in love and just what everything UM was all about.
1: Ron Fraser baseball camp on the turf was pretty, did they ever spring? I went there too, way before you, did they ever like, you know, bring out the, the fire rescue and, and water the field and let
2: you guys go slip and sliding. Oh, it was awesome! It was, it was the best times, and you know, super hot in the summer, just amazing. <laughs> the kids, you have no idea what's going on. It's like it's it was it was the best times.
1: So when did they? Uh, so when did they offer you? When did was it even a decision? Like once they offered you, was
2: there even was there even a decision to be made? No decision to be made. It's like yeah, I'm on board. I don't even care what the scholarship is. I, it doesn't matter. I have to take out loans or whatever I got to do to come. I'm gonna do it. You know, it's a little different than now. It's it's kind of um, you know. I, I think it's it's super uh, super crazy how. You know, kids are just getting offered at such a young age, and um, it's two of the difference. So um, in my time, and and I graduated high school in 2003, so you'd get offered as soon as your junior year was over in the summer, July 1st. And I remember Gino DeMar calling and just saying, yes, absolutely. Like, this is my dream. I don't even want to see anybody else. I don't want to talk to anybody else. This is where I want to be. And it was funny. At the time, when I did come into the University of Miami, uh, the roster was, was full. I mean, there's I think there's supposed to be five junior outfielders, uh, just a bunch of guys. I probably was I wasn't supposed to predict the play, and I, I didn't care. I, I said if I go, I'll, I'll register. Whatever it takes, I, I just want to be here. And then, you know, fate had it where you know a couple guys transferred, and you know things happen, injuries or whatnot, and then I was able to take advantage.
1: So you you just grew up a big Canes fan, right? Were you, but but all sports, right? You're a big football fan, baseball fan, the whole deal.
2: The whole deal, basketball, everything. I mean, I've been going to the basketball games since I was in school. So since '03, I've been going all, to all the games. So it's been it's been amazing.
1: So you came up, so you were a fan at a good time, right? The football team was rolling, the baseball team took home two World Series championships. So, like, you, you were, I mean, you had it going on back, I, there's no reason, I guess there's no reason why you wouldn't want to go.
2: Oh, yeah, and then, you know, my um, my godmother's son, um, he was part of the national championship team, uh, Alex Frendis, so I had, you know, access to that, and it was just amazing. I think, I think um, it's funny, the last time I, I was really hurt as a fan, as a kid, I was a senior in high school, and I'll never forget that, that, that. Uh, you know, the game against Ohio State. And like, I, oh, I, I, I might have shed worst. a tear or two, maybe. Yeah, I might have shed a tear or two. That was my last time being like a, a, a real like fan, fan, fan. And um, yeah, it, that one hurt. And then, you know, I got to come freshman year and just be around all these unbelievable and legends, really. I mean, I remember walking the halls and, you know, seeing Sean Taylor and, and DJ Williams and, and Jonathan Vilma, all these, all these guys that I grew up just, you know, idolizing and, you know, sharing, sharing the hallways with these guys. It was, it was awesome.
1: So you mentioned you were raised by your grandparents, right? And, and
2: more or less, I mean, they, they That's kind the of, family. Look- you know, I'm, yeah, I'm cute. You know, we, <laughs> we have the whole, we have the whole family together, but yeah, we, we grew up in a duplex where my grandparents live right next door with my uncle. And um, so it was, it was awesome. You know, I had that family, just a family gathering every single night and every single day. It was awesome. Yonder's been on this
1: podcast and talked to, you know, he, I'm sure you know his story You're close, but you know how his parents came over here, the amount, you know, how hard his parents worked. He would go to work with his father. How much of that, you know, we use the word sacrifice a lot, but the sacrifice your family's made is a lot different than just maybe getting up early in the morning, right? So how much of that were you aware of? How much did that resonate with you? How much of that is like woven inside of you?
2: I mean, it's completely woven inside of me. And, you know, it kind of comes back to, um, you know, when I talked about what Bruce Bochy, like being a, being a good teammate and all that. So I think that's where that stems from. But you know, my I knew my grandparents. I mean, we had baseball. You know, three days a week. I grew up playing soccer as well. So Saturdays would be soccer in the morning, then baseball. I mean, they drove me everywhere. They made sure I was on time. Just the whole family, the whole village, and making me making sure I got picked up from school, and uh, even going to high school. And you know, I went to Columbus High School, private all boys school. And you know, um, my grandparents were like, Hey, we're gonna you're gonna go here. We're gonna sacrifice. I think at the time it was you know something like three hundred bucks a month that, that that they did, and they put the money aside to make sure that I, I could go there and um, and you know get a good education and it set me up for UM. So I'm always very thankful for my family of everything they've done. You know, even my sister, you know, she had to go to all the games everywhere. And, you know, so it was really a truly, you know, a village. It was truly a, a family effort. And, you know, I'm, I'm always um, indebted to them for that.
1: So do you remember going to, Mar- you said you went to Ron Fraser camp, you went to the Orange Bowl. Like, do you remember your, do you remember your not, uh, there's magic in the light, but do you remember your childhood memories of going to UM baseball games and sort of what you felt going there? Like, did you envision yourself could you see yourself being, not being the fan, but being the guy on the field who everyone's rooting for?
2: Yeah. In the back of my head, it was, it was, it was there. It was, it was ingrained in me in the back. And I was always very quiet about kind of like my goals. I was, I'm not big like, Oh, set goals, this this and that, like just, you know, live in the moment, you know, tackle every day at a time. So, but I knew I want to be at university of Miami. And and I kind of took it to the point there where, you know, I grew up playing baseball, the boys and girls club, a lot of talent. And you know, I never got discouraged when, when guys are better than me and, and different things. I said, I'm going to keep working every day. I'm going to keep working every day. I want to go to UM one day. I want to go to UM one day. I'm just, you know, really lived in the moment and, and tried to tackle those, you know, those goals day to day.
1: So when you got offered by Miami, when Gino calls, were you expecting the call? Were you surprised by the call? Were you hoping for the call? Or, you know, where were you
2: as a player at that point relative to where you thought you would end up? Yeah, so like I said, you know, I, I went to Columbus High School, which uh, you know I'll be biased. I think it's the best sports program in in in, in the city, just all around. Sea pride, sea pride, baby, sea pride. pride, baby, C pride, sea pride. Yeah. So you know, we thought the U and then and the C. But yeah. um, no, you know, uh, I was I was part of some amazing teams there. You know, and at the time, you know, we had guys that would go to UN, and you know, I got to see them. You know, I was teammates with these guys, and I did well my junior year. Um, uh, we we did well as a team, and I just kind of saw. guys are going on that and i was you know i was like all right i know i have a chance but you know it's all about you know timing and 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 you know a little bit of luck fate you know there's roster situations and there's stuff you can't control so i was just really looking for an opportunity like i said earlier i didn't care if i had the red shirt i didn't care you know if i had to pay full tuition i just wanted to be at the university of miami and and that's kind of um yeah it's like i said as soon as they called it was like it was a no-brainer to me it was like all right this is this is where i want to be i'm committing and then it's funny because in the fall I got to go to um, a tournament in, um, in Jupiter in October. And then, you know, I had a bunch of different schools now coming after me and like, you know, offering better scholarships and better opportunities or whatnot. And I was, I was always individual. Like I loved the University of Miami and that was my dream, but I also wanted to, you know, experience college. I wanted to, you know, go away, live on my own. Like that was something that, that was really important to me, but you know, it, it didn't outweigh, you know, staying home and, and playing for the Canes. So it was, like I said, it was an easy decision. Your teams were stacked. We had some good teams. We had some good teams.
1: <laughs> so, like, did you? I always ask this to like the some of the football guys, right? In part because sometimes the disparity between what's probably the same way in all sports, right? Just a freshman and a senior, right? Just body types, physique. So I always like, hey, you're welcome. You're welcome to sort of the you moment where like you walk into the clubhouse to the locker room and you're like, oh crap, this is like, I'm here. You know, and some guys would talk about other players they saw. So was did you have any a moment like that coming in as a freshman? You're looking around the clubhouse and you're like. This is, uh, it's time. I'm here. It's
2: my welcome moment. Uh, definitely. Yeah. But I, like I said, I was lucky I had, you know, classmates from Columbus that were that were at UM. So I kind of got to, um, you know, meet guys before that and stuff. But um, I think the biggest thing that prepared me, um, and it's funny, I had this conversation the other day, was Monica Swayze, which is Andrew Swayze's wife. You know, I trained with her since I was 14 years old. And um, I had to get up at six in the morning before high school, work out, and you know, little by little, just started getting strength and all this. But my friends used to kind of, you know, pick on me. we like, dude, you wake up at six in the morning, you don't have muscles. And, and I, don't, I don't see what's going on here. And it was one of those things that it was like, it was like, just let me be, you know, let me be. But it was a huge advantage for me. So when I did get to UM and I was 18 years old and I, I tell people all the time, you know, your body just starts to mature. It's crazy what happens. You know, I had this unbelievable base and, and it really gave me a step ahead of, of, of a lot of guys and it, it allowed me to go in and compete right away. So how good was Ryan Braun when I mean, like you first laid eyes on Ryan Braun? Unbelievable. I mean, I remember being uh, the year before I was a senior in high school and, and when he had to walk off against NC State, I was there and, um, you know, surreal. This guy was just, you know, the way he carried himself, the way he did everything it was just he, he was like, he was a superstar. I, I, I knew it from the first time I met him. I'm like, this guy is going to do, you know, unbelievable things the way he just was able to maneuver at such a young age. It was, it was one of those things I was like, man, this is incredible. And like you said, like, you know, I got to play with a lot of these guys that, you know, I think it was like 11 of us, 12 of us made it to the big leagues from, from my three years there. It's, I mean, that's something that, you know, you don't see that. So of the, of the three teams was,
1: is one, was one better than the, was one the best, like was one team that you thought that team should have won at all.
2: Man, honestly, all of my teams, it comes down to timing, it comes down to timing and, and we had good runs you know, in 04. We, we, we made it to Omaha. We, um, you know, we made a good run at it, but um, we just, you know, timing, we just didn't make it happen. But uh, I think the 05 team is the most talented team we had. And we just ran into a Nebraska team that was just really good. You know, Alex Gordon, Jabba Chamberlain, they just had a really good team in a, in a hostile environment in Nebraska. So that one, you know, that, was, that team was super talented, though. And, you know, I was a little bit younger. We had a great group of juniors and, and seniors and all that. But I think the team I'm most proud of is my junior year. You know, um, we had lost that whole talented roster from the year before. Then comes in, you know, this unbelievable freshman class of, you know, Yonder Alonzo, Jamal Weeks, Blake to Cody, Dennis Raven. I mean, these guys were, were some studs. So, and we didn't start off the year so hot that you you know, we weren't projected to do too much. And I think the, the thing I take the most pride in is, you know, how we just developed as a team and, and we really, you know, the guys bought in, you know, the guys bought in and we developed as a team. And we went on a, an incredible run and uh, we fell short in Omaha again, but um, that that's the that's team that I, I really look at and like, well, you know, I was older there. I was, you know, Myself and Andrew Lane were the co-captains, so you know we had to do a lot of stuff behind the scenes just to to really like you know get guys going. Like I said, we had a great group of freshmen, and and it's kind of they set the base for that O A team. You know when they they became leaders of that team, that was you know they're in rank number one the whole year. So it's pretty cool to see that. Yonder said,
1: super competitive practice, super competitive that made the games
2: easier. Like so, how 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 much would you guys get after it? Oh, it was unbelievable. Our practices were harder than the games. You know, you hear it with football all the time, but baseball was the same thing, you know, and it was, you know, we had such a big debt. Like, you know, it, it, you knew you competed in practice, you did well in practice and you were going to play in the games. And like I said, we just took a lot of pride. We took a little pride in making sure that nothing got uncovered. You know, the coaches, you know, with three and Gino and JD, they just made sure that we, we got after it. And, and it was cool. I, I remember I'll, I'll tell you a funny story. I remember in 05, with that really, really talented team with Ryan Braun, Caesar Carrillo, and, I mean, the, the, the Figueroa twins. We just had so many guys, and and I don't know what happened, but the coaches, you know, they weren't too happy with us that day, and they kind of walked off the field. They're like, "Hey, you, you know, we're done with practice. We're stopping practice right here." And and I remember the guys getting together, like, "Hey, we're gonna finish what we gotta do," and, and we finished practice on our own, which is it was unbelievable. It was, that's one of those experiences that it was so cool. But yeah, the practice got, you know, they were hostile. It was hostile. You know, everyone's talking smack to each other and. And yeah, like, you know, you make a play on somebody, you're going to let somebody know Scream, you get a, you know, get a double off a pitcher, you're going to let them know too. And it was it was awesome. And, and that's that was before when we had the old locker room. I don't know if many people know, but that old locker room wasn't too big. So yeah. it really made us, just, it made us, it made us, it made us, uh, it made us bond. It made us, you know, we were on top of each other and like, you know, things would spill out into the clubhouse and, you know, it just it was just talking smack 24-7. It was awesome. So
1: if you could go back one of those three years, if there was a game, a play that you could go back and kind of switch the result that might catapult you to like the finish, is there is there one game that that sticks out or a moment that
2: sticks out? Oh yeah, easy, 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 easy. My junior year against Rice, um, it was a two to one ball game. We had first and third, one out, and I struck out. Struck out against Price Cox. I'll never forget that. He threw me some, a bunch of sliders, and I got impatient and I struck out. And that could have been, you know, the, the, the swing factor factor in the game or maybe we're yeah we're down two one we're down two one i think you was know that if come Omaha? Through in- was that was that normal was an Omaha yeah if i come through in that situation i i think uh, we we extend ourselves and and um because we have put ourselves in a great position we beat oregon state the first game and then we lost to rice the second game and then we were in the losers bracket so you know i i get a knock right there i come through for the team and and uh, and i think we you know I, I get that ring the only ring i'm missing right there is uh it's a um one it's i want to say it's funny but like
1: everyone remembers the losses right like i mean the, obviously you remember the wins if you're to win it all and i'm sure there's obviously a ton of games you remember but the loss is always that you can you can you what well, that's that's almost 15 18 years ago and you know it like clear as day
2: oh absolutely and then i mean i have another moment that shaped my career too is uh, in 2005 we were playing down at, we were playing at gainesville and you know a lot of my classmates from columbus a lot of Miami people i knew were at there and i'll never forget i think we were down a run early in the game and i, I got a two-out knock tied it up awesome cool then in the eighth inning same thing we're down a run i get a knock tied up tie us up again and then we go in extra innings and bases loaded two outs i'm playing left field and a fly ball comes my way and man it wasn't pretty it was a day game the sun was there a little bit but it's no excuse and i was running on my heels and, and my head was bouncing and, and dude just clanked the ball lose the game right there on sunshine oh. sports and it was like the most terrible feeling ever the most terrible feeling ever and then we had a day game that day so you know, a bunch of us went out to eat after. And, you know, I had, like I said, my friends from Miami. And I remember just thinking everyone's looking at me. And, and I, I, it was just the worst. It was the worst feeling in the world. And then I'll never forget. We got the class on Monday. We got a statistics class, myself and Danny Valencia. And um some girl asked, some girl asked Danny, like, hey, who, who's, who's the loser that dropped the football?" Oh. ball to lose the game? And I'll, I'll never forget. Danny just points at me. He's like, oh, it's that guy right there. And I, you know, I gave the girl like a wave, a smile, but you know, th- those are the moments that shape us, and and you know, um, you know, without adversity, then you know, we don't, we want to appreciate the little things. And I never dropped a five ball after that. I'll tell you that
1: much. So Valencia was on here, and he told a story. I, I the some of the details. I know the end. I don't, I don't, remember, I think it's Omaha, but, but you, maybe you'll remember. It was one of these, one of those teams that, that you guys were a part of, really good, stacked, and I guess you got, you had lost. Um, it might have been Omaha. The season ended. He said Coach Morris got on the bus.
2: And basically just said you guys blew it and I'm really super disappointed in you guys. Do you do you remember that? I remember it vividly. We we pulled up to Mark Light Stadium and that's it he, he let us have was, so was, was it after
1: was it after Omaha? I don't remember I don't
2: give me the no, no that was that was that was super regional. That's when we lost in Nebraska super regional got it so okay went over there lost and then um yeah that was my sophomore year. So I never i never forget we got on the bus and that happened that was like our last little meeting and and um we definitely um the next year we definitely paid for that. We definitely paid for that, but it was the best thing for us. You know, we just really made sure we, we got after it and, and, um, you know, Gino, Gino ran our, 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 conditioning that year and, and really just put us to work, which is, like I said, it was, it was one of the best things of that 06 team where we didn't start off too hot and we just gradually got better and better and better. But yeah, I vividly remember that, that, uh, that little speech, but that's, that's what it's all about. It's all about those, those little moments and, 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 you know, life lessons and we learn. When you were at Miami, did you have a chance to work out with any pros? Yeah, it was awesome to see you guys come back. Um, you know, the guys did a good job of anyone who signed would come back. But I remember seeing, like, you know, Magli Ordonez and Pudge Rodriguez was awesome. Pudge used to come by all the time, work out there. And he was great with us. You know, he would talk to us about the game and just really give give us insights and stuff. So, you know, it was good. Um, I remember Raul Ibanez and Jose Cruz Jr., like, you know, Miami legends coming by. And, um, you know, it was great. And that's when I remember meeting Raul. And, you know, he was he was great with me my whole career. Just, you know, served as a guy that I could always lean on and so, well, uh, yeah, it was always cool just to see guys come in and out, you know, guys would be in town and, and come pop by, work out, come talk to us and stuff like that. So it was always great to see these different, um, you know, big leaders coming by. So the you, right. The you mean, oh, I, you know, oh, I forgot, I forgot the most important guy, Who? Am I doing A- Alex Cora, Alex Cora, you know, Alex Cora used to come by all the time. I mean, he'd be in there, um, kind of taught me to do the things that I do now where I come back and, you know, speak to the kids and he would, he would just come, you know, genuinely talk to us about, about life, talk to us about the game and. And he was he was awesome to to just be around and that's kind of where our relationship started and it's pretty cool. Um, it was cool for me, not so much for him, but it was his it was his last year playing and he was in training with the Cardinals, so I got to go to dinner with him every single day. So you know, I'm talking about the first time I met him is 03, 04, 05, 06, and now it's 2012, and I'm going to. I'm going to dinner with Alex Cora every single night. And he's just, I mean, the guy's the most unbelievable manager there is out there. The guy, he's just, what he does, you know, it, it's its its awesome. So to get to spend so much time with him and then have that prior relationship from UM and then back to pro ball. So it's, it's pretty cool.
1: You mentioned just kind of your understanding of the game, talking it through Alex Cora, et cetera. You mentioned a couple of times the intangibles. La, La said about you, like maybe this said about you that you might be the smartest guy he ever managed. And I was wondering if you could maybe, explain uh, how important the intellect of the game is in conjunction with your ability but just how you how you studied the game how you understand the game how that benefits you and how that would be beneficial to
2: you know guys coming up yeah I think it started from here from playing growing up here playing ball you know um, we we were taught the fundamentals and I, I think that's the key to the game and we we're taught how to you know, do the little things right. And I think for me, I always, I always learned from watching others. Right. So, like I said, we grew up here, super talented, you know, players coming up and growing up and I, I just watched guys. I'd see, you know, a guy on another team and I was like, wow, I'd really like study and see how he did things. And then I'd watch him in the game and see how he, you know, translated his tools into the game and, and what it took to win. I think the biggest thing was how to win. And I'd, I'd watch guys how to win and, and learning how to win. So I think that was instilled to me early. I got to learn how to win in Columbus. I got to learn how to win in UM, and then, you know, when I got to play for Tony Larusa, I kind of had this all ingrained in me, and, you know, the fun, you know, just the fundamentals and, and just watching others. And I think that's a, that's the biggest thing with this game is um, damn, I lost track here.
1: No, just track. about winning. Just how important winning. understanding winning, understanding playing, right. like really understanding cool. so, the game.
2: Yeah. So yeah, and then it just goes into you know understanding the game and and what it's all about. You know, it's all about winning. That's kind of what I always prided myself in, and always what I wanted to accomplish when I set my foot on the, the field. It wasn't about myself, and I understood that. You know, if we win, then everyone gets taken care of. You know, it's not about the individual. You know, yeah, you can be an all star, and that's cool, that's great, but you know, I'd rather have a World Series championship than be an all star. That's it's it's not even close to me. So, you know, those are the little things that that I always kind of took pride in, and then I also knew myself. I knew. You know that I had a you know an ability to to talk to people. I had an ability to connect with different people. You know I'm 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 Cuban American. I know Spanish. I know English. So it was very easy for me to kind of go both ways, where I can talk to you know I can be talking to a Dominican player in Spanish, and then next thing I'm talking to you know somebody from the Midwest in English. And then, you know, so I, I was always able to kind of just, you know, mix and match and, and do these type of things. So, you know, and then, like I said, it's all about winning. Winning was my number one focus. And and how can we win? How can we get better to win? And then another guy that was instrumental with, with that was a uh, Jose O'Kendall. you know, the, the secret weapon, this guy, you know, he would pull me to the side and he really taught me so much, especially at an early age where, You know, I I came up in a time where when you're a rookie, you're a rookie. So, you you know, you didn't talk. You didn't speak your mind. You didn't say things. But inside is like, look, I know the game. And I know know what I'm talking about. You know, I I was this young guy that's, you know, very ambitious. He's like, listen, there's a time and a place. And for now, you know, when something happens, just say you messed up. That's it. You messed up it's not on you, you know, and, and just keep that behind you and, and keep it moving. And then there will be a, a time and a place where you'll be that voice and you'll be that leader to, to keep it going. So, you know, like I said, I got to learn from so many different guys, you know, Albert Pujols, Jadier Molina, Chris Carpenter, Adam Wainwright at an early age in, in, in my career in the big leagues. And I was able to, you know, take that with me forever. Skip Schumacher, that was instrumental instrument of my career.
1: How big's the you in the big leagues? We know the you is big. People say, you know, it's all about the you, they flash
2: the you, but the, does the U resonate in the bigs like it does in the nfl absolutely i mean guys i mean the first what was it like at Miami what's the experience like and you know they want to know about everything It's like well let me tell you, you know i got to wear shorts at school every day i didn't have to, i didn't get to, <laughs> i didn't freeze anywhere but no it, it was honestly it was awesome and i you know i always wore my gear i, I i'd wear uh, you know um banding gloves for bp i'd i'd rock my stuff everywhere in the cage i'd, I'd rock um i've I'd, I'd had my headband on you know uh, you know the last couple of years dj williams would hook me up with some dime life gear and then I'd rock it out there, and I just always was rocking UM stuff always. So I made sure. And then the best thing is traveling around the country. You know, we'd have UM fans everywhere. You know, have signs hold up held up for me with the U, throw up the U, different things like that. So it was always awesome. And it's funny. We I I would play fantasy football early in my career because uh, everyone always asked me like, what was your What's your favorite football team? And i would say the Pro Bowl, and they're like, What do you mean? I'm like, Yeah, that's where all the UM guys are at. So it was. <laughs> It was, it was like that. I always made sure I drafted UN players and everyone always knew. So, you know, and, you know we'd, we'd wear, you know, NFL jersey day. You know, I remember rocking Jimmy Grant, Frank Gore, you know, different guys, Reggie Wayne. So it was always, uh, I was always about the UN. And, and yeah, guys are definitely, uh, you know, had some, they were envious. They were envious that I got to t- attend the U. So, like Sundays, Sundays in the bigs when it's football season, like you got to stick your chest out a little bit, right? Oh, big time. I always, I came with my U.N. outfit. Saturday, Sunday, I'd come out with, you know, I'd, Sunday, I'd, I'd honor one of the pro guys. Saturday, for sure, I was wearing head to toe U.N. orange and green all day, every day. Oh, my God. That's, are you still close to any, are you close to any of the football guys? Uh, John Beeson. John Beeson's one of my, um, you know, he's a good friend of mine. Uh, Brian Monroe as well. So, so that little crew, uh, Jimmy Graham, another guy. Um, I got to meet Reggie Wayne, who's unbelievable. So, you know, I used to work out in the off season at, you know, at U.N. forever with Swayzes and you know, all these guys would be there, you know, Reggie and, and Frank and Entre Rowe. I mean, you name it, you know, everyone was there. So I got to meet, you know, all these guys and it, it was pretty cool to, to kind of see all those guys. But, um, and it's cool now with social media how it's so easy to just stay connected with, with guys. So you know, that was always, always real special. Jimmy, ever take you up
1: any, uh, ever take you flying? Is he ever taking up one of his planes?
2: Not yet. We're supposed to. We, we, we're supposed to. So I got to, I got to link up with him to do that. Yeah. It's unbelievable what he does with that. I mean, it's it's so cool. I'm, I'm so jealous. Like, I, I, I need to, now that I have some more time. Well, I'm back in school, so that's that's. Are about you getting your degree? Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll talk about that. But I definitely would love to, you know, maybe uh, um, I'd I love to be a pilot. That's that's something that's that's pretty cool. And especially him. I mean, he's he's out there flipping, doing stuff. And I, yeah. I always tell guys all the time, like, hey, check out this guy's page. Check out this guy's page. It's unbelievable what he's doing out there. Um.
1: So let, let's talk talk about those Swayze workouts for a second. Only in part because if you – you know anyone you talk to that played football at Miami around that time, a mentions Swayze and B mentions the workouts, and they all used to come back. Um, as a athlete who part- I guess, participated in that and was trained by Swayze, but also got to witness it. What do you remember? Like, what do you take away from it? Seeing all those dudes work out or even working out with those guys, because those workouts are like his legendary, you know, chatter about,
2: you know, back in the day with the program. Yeah. Like I said, I mean, my work, you know, we started this off about work ethic and that's what I learned through the Swayze like work ethic you know hard work pays off that's my my favorite line and just like you know it created this mental toughness with me it it just gave me this confidence that I can do anything you know if I can get through these workouts I can do literally anything and then that's what it did and till this day you know I I I kind of took some time of working off working out like the last eight months I just kind of been doing stuff here and there and it's funny I actually have a mini triathlon coming up and I'm training in a week for it but it goes back to my base with the Swayze like all this running all this training that I did all these years it was you know, it really instilled this toughness in me and, and, and it, it trained my body to a different way. And we used to run the hill here in Tropical Park that, that I, you know, I, I go to Tropical Park all the time and I tell whoever comes to me, I'm like, this, this hill is where legends ran. This is like what the hill, led. there should be a monument on this yeah. hill, with just like every athlete that's ever touched this place because it, it's, it's 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 crazy. So, you know, that that mental toughness um, that they instilled in me and, and getting through workouts, I mean, just little things, you know, if you didn't make a time, hey, you're going back and doing it again. I don't care. You know, we have, you know, you're talking about the Reggie Wayne's and the Jimmy, guys that have, you know, have made contracts that are ridiculous. And it's like, I don't care how much money you made it, but we're working out. We're going to do things our way. And I remember telling guys that would work out with us in baseball, you know, <laughs> and it was kind of messed up, but I'd tell them, like, hey, man, if you, if you don't, if you're not going to represent, do what you're going to do. Like, I'll pay the swages, whatever you're paying them. It's it's cool, but you're not going to be part of this group. You, you know, take take it, take it somewhere else. So
0: that's, oh, really? that's
2: kind of, yeah, oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, those conversations were had for sure. <laughs> wow. So what a mini triathlon, what's that all about? Man, I don't know. I don't know. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> point, point 0.3 mile swim, um, 20 mile bike ride, and then a 5k run. So, uh, yeah, wish me luck. Wish me luck. My body's What's the, what's the hard?
1: Move. what's the hardest so far to train?
2: Um, I haven't trained much. That's, a, that's the, that's uh, the hardest part. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't trained much. So, um,
1: just going to, just going to have at it.
2: I'm just going to go, I'm going to bring that Swayze willpower and just, uh, just get it through. Oh, there you go. You
1: said you were going back to school. So what we got to finish off, finish off the degree.
2: Yeah, yeah. So I'm looking forward to finish off my undergrad. Um, When I left UM, I had about 13 classes left, you know. So in baseball, you know, we leave as not, you had the most leverage to leave as a junior. So I got drafted as a junior. And then it's funny because people would ask me all the time, like, well, you you know, why don't you finish and this and that. I'm like, you know, in the summer we leave to play um, summer ball. So you know, we couldn't take advantage of summer school, so I, I thought, you know, if I stayed in the summer, I would have graduated in two and a half years, three years. I would have taken advantage <laughs> and, and done it. But you know, education's always been very important to me. I grew up; my grandmother was a teacher, and my mom was a teacher, and my wife actually taught for a little bit, so I've been around educators my whole life. And I just, you know, I value education, and it's something that I, that I want to finish. Uh, when I got back, I always said I was going to do it, so I, I, I threw myself in there, and uh, and uh, and I'm back and I'm back in class. So I just completed my first semester. Took three classes that were just awesome. And then I look forward to um, being in the fall, taking three more and then three more in the spring. And then um, hopefully I'll graduate a year from now around this time.
1: So what's it like being, you know, you're a bunch, but you're basically with a bunch of college kids, right?
2: A bunch of kids. Yeah. Yeah. I'm 37 years old. So right. It's so funny, you're, what's it like to, being in class? It's so funny. So, you know, we had to introduce ourselves in the beginning of class and, uh, you know, it's just funny. It's like, Hey, I haven't, you know, I've been playing professional baseball the last 15 years i haven't been back in school since 2008 and you know i'm a super senior but but i'm looking forward to being super
1: senior (laughs) super
2: senior super senior so yeah i got a funny story so i actually had um um you know i had a tutor that i was working on on, um on a project with and you know on my computer there's just all these tabs are opened up everywhere and she asked me she's like you don't know how to like use your three fingers and swipe through these things and and i was like no i had no idea and she's like well, why'd you use a, what'd you use a computer for? I'm like, hey, there's a computer to, to watch game film so I could study my pictures and, and, and watch you know stuff on iTunes and Netflix. Like I didn't use my computer to like write papers and do different things. So it's been good trying to, you know, getting these these typing skills back and just you know formulating sentences, typing. I mean it's been it's been a, a ton of fun. And um, you know, I'm not gonna lie, the beginning was it was a little frustrating, you know. I had a lot of pep talks with my wife, like, hey, you're gonna be all right, you're gonna be all right, you're gonna be all right. And um, you know, it's it was a little different juggling school now. You know i don't have baseball but you know i'm married i have three kids so it's just a whole different uh, you know animal but it's been a ton of fun like i said and you know i've learned a lot from these kids you know just um super brilliant and and what i think the thing that gets um you know underestimated is like what a good school university of Miami is it's like academically i mean we're, we're a top program in the country and i think everyone always thinks of us as a sports school and then you know being in class with these kids in some of my upper level business classes i was like wow that's it. you know these kids are geniuses and Kids from everywhere, you know, from China, from India and just different places that are going to, you know, you know, I, I met a buddy that he's like, yeah, I'm going to go to London School of Business Next year. And I'm like, oh, wow, that's like unbelievable. I'm like, keep my number, dude. Call me. Let's, <laughs> let's do <some> <laughs> so now it's been it's been it's been awesome just to see, you know, the quality of people, the professors have been amazing. Um, and, and just like, you know, like we always talk about the you like how it's recognized for sports school, but just these professors and the way they're willing to help later on and, and guiding me through my life as I make decisions now of, of what I want to do.
1: So what's life like now? You sort of hinted at it a little bit being out of a routine, being out of a baseball routine. Like, have you found it an easy transition or sometimes you are sitting around going, I'm just not really not sure what I'm supposed to be doing right now.
2: Yeah, it was it was weird now, the the first couple months was, you know, it was definitely different. Um, but now I've, I've kind of gotten back into the same routine that I was at playing baseball where I'm up at four in the morning. What? Um, I'll work. Yeah, I'm up. I'm up early. I'm up early. So I love that like four to seven thirty range before. What do you do? All right.
1: So, all right. So I need to know, cause I, it's funny. I get up sometimes I, you know, you get older, you just kind of, but I'm like, sometimes I look around, I'm like, what do I do right now? Like, I, cause I feel like when, when seven 30 hits everyone else's day starting and I'm going to be out of gas. So what are you doing from
2: four to seven thirty in the morning? So the first thing I do is empty the dishwasher every day. <laughs> That's the first thing I do. So I enter the dishwasher. Um, I try to make lunch if I can for the girls. If, if it's something that's, you know, I can do. Like this morning, I, I made a little, um, a little um, with some, some butter jelly uh, crackers and, you know, I got the whole lunch set up, but it's something that's more complicated. My wife kind of handles that. But I just try to help out with, you know, anything I can with my wife, you know, she's sacrificed so much for me. I was gone all the time with the kids and doing different things. So, you know, trying to make sure I can do whatever I can with that. And then if I have some business stuff I need to work on or whatnot, I'll I'll kind of try to knock that out a little bit. And then I try to go get a workout. um, I love to just be active. Um, You know, I I like to ride bike. I like to just do different things. I'm I'm really lucky that um, near my house, one of my buddies has an unbelievable private gym called Flow State. And I have access to there. There's a full court basketball. There's, you know, Peloton. There's a gym. There's just all these different things that we can do. So I usually try to, um, you know, at the house, I'll I'll do like a little yoga stretch online. I'm, I'm big into yoga. So. I'll do some yoga stretch, kinda of get my body right. And I just started doing the same things I used to do, roll out my body, trying to um, you know, because I, I, I do have goals of doing like, you know, the mini try. I like riding bike, I like surfing, I like skateboarding, I like doing all sorts of things. So I'm I'm pretty much getting to live my childhood of like extreme sports that I didn't get to do you know growing up because you know I was so focused on baseball or whatnot so I do a little bit of that and just kind of stay busy you know there's days I'll, I'll take my bike and you'll see um, and I'll post like I'm riding around campus or something or I'll go to the Grove keep skiing from my house and then come back home and but I always try to get back before the kids are before the kids are up so I'll get back up back home the kids will be getting up and then help them get to school and all that and then um, during the semester now I'll I'll, um, I'll taking in class Tuesdays and Thursdays so I would drop them off at school, at at their school, and then I'd I'd head over to campus. So, head over to campus and you know, kind of hang out there. But now, now that class is over, I have a ton of free time, which is amazing. So now I'm just really, you know, trying to work on business endeavors and and really just connect with, um, you know, people that you know I've been gone for 15 years. And there's so many people, like I said earlier, (laughs) that were part of my village that helped me get to the point that I'm at. So just reconnecting with them and, you know, just trying to, you know, catch up with lunch or whatnot and and do things like that. So now, um, you know, I feel like I'm more busy now than, than I was playing baseball, which is, this is good. You mentioned before, um, just like the power of the U, both athletically,
1: scholastically, et cetera. You had a chance, it's an interesting time here at Miami athletically, right? With, you know, new, new AD, new football coach, the basketball team went to the Elite Eight, baseball team's doing great, women's basketball team's doing great. If you, if you could advise a kid why, if they were a local kid to stay home, to be able to play in front of family and friends whatever sport it is what would be your sort of
2: plug for that i mean it's simple you know first of all like you said the success the sports teams have had and, and just you know when you look at you know the nfl you look at the you know the nba now mlb you look at all these sports these you know these major you know leagues you know we have guys we have people everywhere guys and girls everywhere and then just you know the you know the the camaraderie, the family, the real that you feeling of you know anywhere you go in the country, anywhere you go, I mean worldwide, you know it's the you were a global brand, and and that's where you know it, it's it's just awesome to be part of that um, that fraternity, you know, and and then another thing is academically, like I, like I spoke up earlier, like the school it's top notch, you know, the connections you will be able to make, you know, academically with your classmates and just the teachers and just different things, and when I tell everyone it's like look, not everyone's gonna make it to that to that level of you know to get to play professional sports like you know goes back to me saying it's surreal that i got to do that but you know you're setting yourself up for for a great future with you know just the way the alumni take care of each other here and and all that so you know if you're born and raised in the south florida area i mean it's, it's a no-brainer for me to come to UM.
1: can you say what's it, give me uh last two things fsu weekend at the light is
2: like what describe it or florida weekend that. best so those are that's what you live for those those are those rivalries that uh you know it's 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 that real like hatred for 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 another school another institution is and you don't get that anymore you know like you know playing professional baseball know you have friends on every team and you you don't have that like yeah you can have team rivalries and stuff but it's not the same as that college rivalry where where you get to do that and then it's pretty cool my freshman year we we were still independent in baseball so we got i got to experience the home and away series where we went to fsu for a weekend and then right back to to miami first first. so it was a six game set it was unbelievable but those are the games you remember the most and uh yeah it's just a great rivalry and a pack mark light like this the the magic
1: what it's there's nothing like it
2: right there's nothing like it there's nothing like that you know hanging out there and uh you know you really feed off the crowd and it's you know diehard fans and it, it's just a it's a special environment john
1: appreciate you doing this thanks for taking us behind the u great catching up and uh, i guess we'll maybe see you around campus right
2: yeah. oh you'll see me I'm, I'm i'm usually on a skateboard running on campus so that, that's me <laughs> that's, I'm, the, I'm the old guy on a skateboard just cruising around campus you got it
1: all right buddy thank you
2: thank, thank you, you.
0: Miami-Dade County is partnering with you to help keep our community safe from COVID-19 now and in the future. Do your part by getting your booster, staying home if you're sick and getting tested if you think you have symptoms. We'll keep doing our part to protect our children's education and ensure testing, vaccines and boosters are available for all so that our entire community continues to thrive. It's our best plan. For more information, visit miamidade.gov slash coronavirus.